Welcome to the first episode of Face Name Story, where I think that um, ordinary people have extraordinary stories and they just need a place to share them. So I'm going to be talking to different people um, and hearing their story and what all they have to say. Um, so this episode, we have on Jackson Stanick, one of my high school and lifelong best friends. So Jackson, tell the, tell the people a little bit about yourself real quick, and then we'll get into some of your story. Yeah, so me and Steven um, knew each other in high school. We became friends in like junior year. And then I went off to Western Kentucky University, which is in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And I've just kind of been out here ever since. Um, I lead Young Life. I play a lot of spike ball. And currently searching for a job, currently unemployed. So yeah, nice. a little bit about me. There you go. Did you in high school, like what, what sports were you a part of in high school? Yeah, I played, so I played basketball and I ran track. Basketball and track. You did, you did some other like ex extreme sports, didn't you? What did you say? Yeah. Well, I wasn't really supposed to do those, but that's kind of like what I did as well. That's really like what I like to do. I kind of had to hide them from my parents, but yeah, I, I did like parkour, free running. I don't really like to call it parkour, but free running. Um, me and my friends would like cliff jump. We really like diving boards, trampolines, and then we got really into like snowboarding as well. Dang, dang. When, when did you get into snowboarding? Um, so the first time I ever went was, I think it was eighth grade. I went with Chris Conradi and Josh Iben. We went to Perfect North. Um, we like, took a lesson but we just kind of ditched the lesson after we learned how to stop and then ever <laughs> so since then we were kind of hooked. you don't crash into a tree you're fine it's all right. you need to know. yeah and on my first run I actually did hit a person but <laughs> it wasn't a tree so it was better than nothing you know so you hit a person on your first run ever snowboarding so in, in all those those years of extreme sports surely you got hurt a couple times right yeah I've had some really bad injuries especially snowboarding um I guess one story one quicker story would be it was my freshman year of high school and me and Chris were on a ski lift and it got stopped about like three-fourths of the way up and Chris just looked at me and he's like hey do you want to just jump like we're almost oh, here yeah. it was probably about 15 feet Okay. Um, if you've ever been to Perfect North, it's the red lift. It's near the top. Um, it's like high enough for people to like ski under it, like really, really easily. But it's also like one of the shorter ones. Mm -hmm. So, so he jumped off at first and he was a skier and he was fine. And then I just jumped off it next and I didn't have my back foot strapped in. So when I hit the ground, I fell backwards and, um, reached out my arm to kind of like braced my fall and I ended up like tearing my UCL which if you don't know is like that's the Tommy John ligament where like okay. pitchers have to get Tommy John surgery and I tore that and broke my elbow and oh my gosh so right after I landed we heard like whistles from the ski patrol people and immediately Chris just started taking off <laughs> like running down the hill and so that's like I was like okay I need to strap in and go I don't know if I strapped it or not, but we just like started booking it down center stage as fast as we could go. And like, I remember falling 
because like I was in so much pain already and I like tried to ride down but I fell and they caught me and they like escorted me down but Chris got away and Chris made it into the line of another run I think he made it to like the blue chair and he like went up and he got completely away but I like got in trouble and but I was in so much pain I didn't care about getting in trouble (laughs) why is your as you're about to jump from a 15 high foot ski lift did you not think you know what I should probably just go ahead and strap my other foot in I don't know I like I didn't think it was a big deal like it really doesn't look that high from when you're up there like the red one doesn't but like he was just so confident he just went first so I was like I guess I have to do it too and I didn't even think about strapping in either like (laughs) it's hard to strap in anyways but I don't know I think ski lifts I've never once in my entire life been on a ski lift and felt safe. I, I get on them and I start going up and they start like swaying a little bit. Every once in a while, it just like jerks really hard as it's like, I guess, catching up or something. And there's no railings, which is beyond me. And this time of generations when we're all like so safe and wear seatbelts and all of these things, the fact that ski lifts, you can still get on without putting on a seatbelt or a harness over your head is beyond me. I, I think it's a disaster, a disaster waiting to happen. So I'm, I'm glad that you uh, survived through that, but it, it seems have like- you ever heard of anyone, Have you ever heard of anyone falling off the ski lift though? Never. I've never met anyone who's just been like, oh yeah, I was just on a ski lift and just slipped and fell off. Maybe like that doesn't happen. Podcast, I'm going to get someone who has a story of falling off a ski lift and it's going to be terrible and very sad. Maybe, but like, I don't know. I don't feel like people would fall off a ski lift, but maybe they would. Who knows? I think you trust people a lot more than <laughs> I do. I, <laughs> um, all right. So you broke, broke your elbow and tore, or you tore your UCL, which apparently is different than an MCL and an ACL. Um, yeah. Different part of the body, I'm assuming. It's in your elbow. Okay. Does your yeah. elbow have an ACL or MCL? Probably not. No, I think that's like, I don't really, I'm not an elbow expert, but that's pretty much the only ligament there, I think. All right. Makes sense. I don't know. So now I can, I can never really like throw left-handed very well now. When I, when I like went to decide if I wanted to get surgery on it, the dude asked me, he's like, are you ever going to wrestle? And I was like, no. And he's like, are you ever going to play football? And I was like, no. And so. Hmm. I decided not to get the surgery. Little did he know I'd be playing spike ball, and now I can never serve left-handed probably. Just use that as an excuse. So Yeah, I know. So did you, after that, after you recovered from that, did you have any other major snowboarding accidents? Yeah, so that one wasn't the worst one. The worst one was um, my junior year. And this was probably, it wasn't just the worst one, like injury-wise, it was probably the worst one because it, ended my track season as well. It was like a little later in the snowboarding season. And this was when I like really cared about snack, really cared about track. What'd you say? I was gonna say, so it wasn't as bad injury wise or it was? It was, it was for both reasons. It was worse, but so this particular day was just a bad day. Like, I don't know if you've ever, you've snowboarded before. So you kind of know, but like some, some days you just have those days where like, you're on a rail and you just like hit your shin and you're like, dang it, that hurt. Or like you'll fall and like hit your tailbone really hard and just like be really bruised the rest of the day. And you're just like, ah, man, like this is just a a bad day. So anyway, I was having a bad day and um, 
so about halfway through the day, I like left the park. Um, and I just kind of went off on my own and was like riding hills. And then eventually my friends talked me back into coming to the park. They're like, hey man, like the snow's gotten better. It's gotten faster. And so I came into the park and I'd hit my shin on the rail twice. So I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done doing rails today. I'm just doing jumps. And me and Chris had just gotten done watching, I think it was the X Games. It might have been Olympics, but it was one or the other. And, and you guys are like close to that level, right? So you guys can start throwing all those tricks. No, I'm not. <laughs> I was not. Not at all. Um, Chris, Chris was closer, but we weren't, we weren't that good at this time. Um, but we, we heard the like announcers talking about this thing called the thug zone, which is when you send a jump farther than halfway down the knuckle. So the knuckles like that big pile of snow, that's the landing zone. So if you land more than halfway down it, that's considered the thug zone. So me and Chris were like, Hey, let's like send these jumps farther down to the thug zone. Right. So it was like the last hour we were there. It was like dark, probably like 10 o'clock. Um, and we, we were just like hiking up farther on the hill on the terrain park to see how far we could get down on the, on the knuckle. And we like started to get so far that we were videotaping ourselves. We were like, this is so cool. Like let's videotape ourselves. And it was like the last run of the day. I remember me being like, all right, like this is it. And, and so we like hiked up a little extra far and we went off it and I was going as if I was going to land on a knuckle. So I was angled downwards. Right. Mm -hmm. And I ended up like going past the entire knuckle and I, to the flat ground and I was going really fast. I like didn't speed check at all. I was going as fast as I could and I ended up landing on my nose and then immediately falling on my left side. So I hit like my shoulder and head hit first mm. and I ended up getting knocked out. Like immediately I broke my collarbone and top two ribs and I had a seizure and I was probably out for like a minute or so. And they got the whole thing on video, but Mitchell Boland felt so bad about the video that he like had to delete it <laughs> because like, because they didn't know I was hurt at first. They were like, Oh, Jackson just died. Like <laughs> look at him. And then they're like, Oh wait. And then they like took it away, but it was really, really bad. And then um, the, the worst thing was they took me to like a really sketchy doctor's office and they didn't even know I broke my collarbone and I was like certain of it. I was like, I definitely broke it. And they're like, no, we don't think so. And they were like, okay, you probably just have a concussion. You broke your ribs and they sent me on my way. So I went to school the next day and I was like, the next day you were in school. Yeah, I was in school the next day. I don't know if you were there or remember, but like, I like was not there. I like shouldn't have been at school at all. I was so mentally out of it. Like I just had a headache the whole day. People were like talking to me and like, I just couldn't comprehend anything. And like, I just like felt like people were like laughing at me the whole time. I like couldn't understand why or like the reasoning behind it. I was like, I just felt, I don't know. I just felt like completely out of it. And then yeah. I remember being in the lunchroom and I just like walked out because like it was so loud and bright and I was like, this is terrible. So I just like started walking around the school and I went to the trainer after school and he was like, he did a concussion test with me and I got like 
I did, got a terrible score, I'm sure. I don't remember exactly what it was. But he was like, you can't be at school. Mm. And he's like, he's like, you literally can't be here. And he, he made me leave school. And I, like, wasn't in school for probably two weeks, I think. And I missed finals week as well. Um, yeah. But I also, he's also like, so the doctor said you broke both your ribs. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, it's almost impossible to break your top rib and not break your collarbone. So he did a couple, like, tests on me. And he, like, realized that I did break my collarbone as well. And I wasn't in any sling at all. So I was in so much pain as well. And, like, it, I was wearing a backpack. I remember my backpack hurt so bad. And he, he finally, like, got me to go to, like, a better doctor's office to, like, give me a proper concussion test and, like, give me x-rayed for a broken collarbone. And it was all right. And, yeah, it was, it was terrible. How much of that actual day, like, do you remember? Like, how far back do you remember? Do you remember going off the jump? The accident? Oh, yeah. um, no, I don't remember that at all. I, my friend Blake was actually with me, like, riding with me that day. And I don't remember him at all, which is, like, scary to think about. I do remember parts of it. Like, I remember, I remember hiking up to go off the jump. Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, early in the day like I just remember like riding a little bit but I I don't remember probably half of the day it was it was weird it was it was so it's so sad to watch how many times you got injured in high school like right when you would seem to be getting better you would get injured again it's like right as you're about like on the cusp of like a new track season or going into basketball or something like that it's like oh Jackson got injured again for example tell them tell them the story at the at the the top top flight or top gym or whatever it was called yeah so we were at top flight you were with me right yeah i was there yeah and we were just like having a good time i i wasn't like trying anything too crazy um i remember we were like at the trampolines and i was like trying to do a trick into the foam pit and um i like i drift when i do side flips i like always have my whole life I drift to the right a little bit and went, and I went for a double side flip into the foam pit and I completely missed the foam pit and landed on my hip and like I I didn't know what the heck was wrong with me I thought I pulled both of my groins and I was just miserable the whole day and um yeah it was it was pretty bad I actually went to work right after that at Silver Lake I was a lifeguard which like <laughs> was terrible because I couldn't have been able to save anyone uh, but luckily I didn't have to get in the water at all but like I, my boss was like Jackson like what is what's wrong with you I was like I I think I pulled my groin like I don't know like something's wrong and I told my parents that I was squatting and I just like heard a pop and um so they just like gave me Advil and were like just stretch and I'll yep. do all that stuff and for like the next like two weeks, I like could hardly walk at school. And then finally, like I went to see my doctor after the two weeks because he had anticipated that my groin would get better. And um, it hadn't hardly at all. And he, he's like, I just want to x-ray you just to see. And he x when he x-rayed me, he saw that there was healing in my bone, like when you break a bone, your bone forms like a bone cast around where the crack is. And he was like, have you like ever fractured your pelvis? And I was like, 
no. And he's like, okay, well, like, it's weird, but there's like a bone cast there. Like, and I was like, okay, like, and, but I had never, I did I lied to my doctor too, which is bad. I like feel bad about that, but because I, I really didn't want, it was mainly like, I didn't want my parents to have to go through the thought of me doing all these crazy things because like they knew that I did them, but they just like really didn't like it. And they just pretended like they didn't know. Like I remember showing my mom that I could do a backflip, like right when I learned one and she freaked out. So I like never have showed her that again. I, uh, I remember we were at summer camp, Jackson and I, and you were, there were some people walking by and you'd been doing flips all day. Do you remember this? And you ran to go do a side flip off a rock and just ate it. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> I was, Oh, side flips are not, uh, you used to do them very well, but they have also caused you a lot, a lot of pain and, and misery. So it's been, yeah. Gotta watch yeah. out. Luckily that one didn't, nothing, nothing happened there, but no. Yeah. So high school was full of injuries, broken bones. Uh, was there, was there any other, any other interesting stories to tell, to tell the people um, um, throughout high school years? Yeah. So I have a really, really funny homecoming story. If you okay. want to hear that. Yes. I would love to, because we, we actually skipped one of our dances because we got so sick yeah. of uh, school dances. So this, this played into it, I'm sure. So I'm excited to hear this. Yeah. Story. Yeah. So this story is before I realized that like school dances weren't very fun. Like dances can be fun, but high school dances are another thing, especially at our school. I wasn't, wasn't the biggest fan of it, but this is a really funny story anyway. Um, so this is homecoming. I think it was my, ah, uh, gosh, I don't remember. Probably my junior year. Do you know? You I, like know I, I actually okay. don't know the story, so I'm very excited. Okay. I think it was junior year. It could have been sophomore year. I'm not one of one of those two years. But um no, it was junior year because I remember working the summer before. So um so I met this girl. That the story of how I met her was funny too. So I went to I worked at Silver Lake, like I said earlier, and which is like a mini water park, like a pool. I was a lifeguard there. And I had a friend there who was like, hey, come to my birthday party. And I was like, okay, sure. We were friends. So I was like, okay, I'll go. And I was like, are there like other guys going too? Because I didn't want to be the only guy, obviously, because that's that yeah. can be the worst sometimes. So she was like, yeah. And then I talked to Logan, our friend Logan Fuston. He was like, yeah, I'm going. I was like, okay, cool. And so I like, I, I get to her party and Logan's not there and I'm the only guy there. And I was like, okay. This sucks. How do I lose? But, yeah, but I met this girl, so I was like, okay, like, she's really pretty, like, and we were, like, talking, we were hitting it off, and um, I don't know. We just, like, get home, and next thing I know, we're, like, Snapchatting, we're, like, texting, and homecoming was coming up, and I was like, oh, like, I should take her to homecoming. This would be great, and so I asked her to homecoming, and after, right after I asked her, I was like, okay, like, sweet, like, let's start planning this. She's like, cool, I'm going to get my dress. And so she gets a dress, and it's cream colored. Now, do you know what cream colored is? Yeah, it's like white and gray. Yeah. Mixed. Would like, you have known that as, like, a junior in high school, though? A junior in high school, like, you were going to wear a cream suit? Would no. I know what cream is? 
Yeah, like like she's like. Yes, hey, I would I, know I have what a cream is Jackson. I have a I have a cream dress. Like, she's just letting me know. Hey, I have a cream dress. So <laughs> I'm thinking like, okay, I don't even know what cream is. Like, how do I match that? Like, what do I do? So, so I go to, I go to like, I don't know, whatever the place in the mall is, Macy's probably yeah. Macy's, and I just like, I like look up a picture of cream and I'm like, it's just white. Like, what? Isn't this just white? Like. So, so then I'm like calling her and she's like not answering. I'm like texting her. I was like, Hey, like, I don't know what to do with cream. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to match this. And she's like, okay, like, don't, you don't have to match it. Like, don't worry about it. It'll anything matches cream. I was like, okay, whatever. So I wear like the ugliest, I wear like pastel blue and like, I think blue and orange was what I ended up going with just cause like, Hey, I could do whatever I wanted. She said, yeah, too good colors. So, so we already looked sweet going to it. And then also she was like, she was like, Hey, or I, I was younger. So I was a junior in high school, but I was younger. My birthday's in May. So I couldn't drive yet. So I didn't want to be a junior having parents drive us to homecoming. Right. And she was even younger than me. She was in, she was in my grade, but she was like a later birthday. So, um, she's like, Hey, I can drive us. Like, <laughs> I'll just break the rules. Like my mom's cool with it. Just like, tell your mom, like I'm older. And I was like, okay. And so that's what I told my mom. And then like, she shows up and her mom's like driving and I'm like, okay, like this is fine. But she just lied to me about like <laughs> being able to drive us homecoming. And, um, and then this is on me. This is the worst part one of the worst parts but then we're like going to homecoming and i realized i like sorry you good um i realized like i didn't make a reservation <laughs> to eat anywhere like terrible move by me i like just i guess i didn't think about it at all in my head i'm like oh i can just make one like on the on the drive there or we can eat wherever because we weren't going with anyone like we we're just kind of going and meeting up with friends there. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Hey, let's go to Dewey's. And so I called Dewey's and they're like, yeah, just come in. Maybe we can like see you. And they Dewey's was like, Hey, we're full. Like, sorry, we can't. So we get to Dewey's and they're like, Hey, like we don't have enough seats for you guys. Like we're not going to be able to get you in before homecoming. We're really sorry. And so we're like, okay, whatever. So, um, we have her mom drive us to McAllister's, which is like a little sandwich place. It's it's definitely like Great not where you is. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a sandwich place. <laughs> but um, it's definitely not where you go for a homecoming day, <laughs> right? Yeah. So so we go there and I'm like, gosh, I'm such an idiot. Like, but that was fine. Like we made the most of it. And so, but then we were like, oh shoot, we have to walk. like half a mile to the school now like because her mom left um I honestly can't remember if we walked or got picked up I think we did walk I really hope like she wasn't heels but she probably was and I feel bad (laughs) but um so we get to the dance um we're like seeing all my friends it's like fine she's like really cool and like I don't even know if it was a slow song or what 
started playing. But, like, we're just, like, dancing. And she, like, gives me that look of, like, hey, like, we're going to kiss now. And, like, my – probably my biggest fear in high school was, like, kissing people in public. I don't know about my biggest fear, but, like, everything I hated about homecoming was kissing people in public. Like, it's just the worst when you're just, like – when you look to the left and there's just two people just – that's – that sucks about homecoming. And I was like, I don't want to be that, but, but we were doing it. And so we just like started making out and at the middle of homecoming and like everyone probably saw, and I was like, oh, this is, this sucks. So, so instead of being like, Hey, like, let's not do that tonight. I was just like, I tried to just give off as many like subtle hints as I could. <laughs> but, but at the same time I was, I like didn't want to say anything because like, she was like really pretty and I was like I like if I say anything then maybe she won't like me anymore and like I don't know what I was thinking but I was like I just have to just try not to do that and so I was pulling in all of my friends I could I was like hey like how's your night going I was just like trying to talk to as many people as I could so that we weren't alone because I was nervous that she was gonna make me make out with her again (laughs) and so so I like kept doing that and my friend Austin Stacy was there and I just remember him coming up to me like sweaty he's like dude this is the best homecoming ever and I was like yeah it's like so like what what's so great about it? and I like tried to get a conversation going and he was just like okay I'll like leave you guys and he like left and um then the next day like one of my teachers was like Jackson like heard you had a really nice homecoming like and he was there obviously like saw me and I was like gosh like this was terrible and also, like, after we left homecoming, we went to um, this party. And at that party, it was, like, it was a normal party. And we are just chilling, sitting on the couch. And I, like, see her, like, making, like, eye contact with someone. And she's, like, uncomfortable. And I was, like, is, like, is everything okay? Like, what's wrong? She's, like, yeah, there's just, like, a girl here that, like, I don't get along with. And then she's like, can we leave? And I was like, okay. And we didn't have a car again. And so I was like, I was like, sure. And so we just started walking down the street and we're like nowhere near anybody. And so I don't know why, but I called, I called Bailey Harrison. Like, I don't know who to call. So I called Bailey Harrison. I was like, Hey Bailey. It's like, we're at a party. Like we left what, what are you doing? And he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm just like at this party. And he happened to be like a mile away probably. Yeah. So he picked us up and brought us to his, the party he was at. And it was just like a pool party. And he came and, like, and picked me up that night too. Oh really? Yeah. I'm remembering I this now. So I Bailey, don't for those of you guys that don't know, is like, he was a kid that was a little older than us, uh, but was like kind of like a mentor. He's a really good example um, really, really good guy. And uh, I was that same night, somehow, I don't even know why, but I was at some, I was like a junior and I was at some like freshman girls party who I had never like talked to in my life <laughs> because my other friend wanted to go and they have a projector outside with a movie up on the garage door and a little fire and it's just a bunch of people I don't know that are all like freshmen. I'm the oldest person there. 
they're all like freshmen sitting around watching this movie on this projector screen with a fire. And I'm just like, I'm just like shaking. Like I got to get out of here. Like, but I didn't have a car either. I didn't have any way to leave. Bailey was the one that dropped me off that night because he just won homecoming King drops me off. I'm like, dude, Bailey, I got to get picked up. He's like, dude, I got to get picked up Jackson. Then like, Jackson's out walking. I'm like, all right, dude, pick up Jackson. Then come get me ASAP. That was, Bailey was a good guy. And if yeah. those of you that don't know Jackson, Jackson's not like exaggerating this whole like probably didn't want to kiss the girl thing and he really was just like this cool. You're like, I could see you being like hating that, like super, super awkward, like really, really yeah. don't want to do this, but don't know how to not say no. So that, that's really, really funny. Yeah, it was a rough situation. So but our our lives our lives got better. We we grew up from then. The next year we yeah. decided not to go to the dance. We didn't. Mm-hmm. We went bowling maybe or something like that. Or maybe we yeah. just went to our favorite restaurant. And then we went our separate ways to college. Then after that, we came back together and Jackson and I worked at this summer camp together called Camp Tacoa. So this camp was a a camp in North Carolina for elementary through high school aged kids it's a very big big variety and it was a methodist camp and i was not methodist and jackson was not going to a methodist church at this time either um and we got invited because jackson had a friend that that knew the camp so we spent an entire summer may or august may through august at this camp in one of the most beautiful areas of the country that I've been in, but it was, it was a rough time. Some of it I look back on, I'm actually, recently I've actually been really missing to go out of nowhere. The other day I was talking to my mom, like, mom, I kind of wish I had more photos of Dakota. I've like, I don't have hardly any pictures from my time there. And I spent a whole summer there and saw like some beautiful, beautiful things. Um, I actually saw they were live the other day on Instagram. Fun fact. Oh, wow. But I had a really, really funny story. Jackson, you can, you can tell it probably better than I am. I'll give my perspective. So I'm not very good at golf. Golf is not one of my things, but Jackson loves golfing. So Jackson, I don't know if you remember, but we, we, the, like the last week of this summer camp, you and I had already wanted to quit like several, several times, but we, we hung in there. We did it. Um, humbled myself, realized that, you know, God had a plan for me there and I actually learned a lot. I'm very thankful but it was like one of the last weeks where we had one, we had 24 hours between each week that we could do whatever we wanted. It's from like 12 o'clock to 12 o'clock, a Saturday to a Sunday. And we found a golf course that looked just beautiful. Pictures online were just gorgeous. These holes were like nothing ever seen. And it wasn't even that expensive. If I remember right, it was definitely reasonable. It was $25 for each. $25, which to me right now sounds like a lot of money, but I think that's probably fair for like a pristine golf course. Yeah, definitely worth it. That's yeah. like as much as Ken County probably. And right. this was like way nicer. Yeah. The one problem that we had was you're supposed to wear nice clothes to golf courses. <laughs> and we didn't have any nice clothes except for our polo shirts that were like really thick. Not they very, were the worst. <laughs> they were like golf polos that we were going to wear the next day for like check-in day for the kids. So they, had, they just said Camp Tacoa staff really big. So we wore those, and I think I had chacos on, and I had like cargo shorts. That's like what my outfit was. We show up, 
and we start playing golf. So we buy the golf cart, cart, whatever. And we look at the weather. I'm like, oh no, like it's about to start raining. Like, oh no. So we get to hole maybe four. I'm not playing my best golf. All right. I'm holding us back. I'm probably getting, I'm probably getting eight to 10 per, per hole, something like that. And then the rain just starts pouring, just pouring down. We're like, oh, like, shoot, we're not going to be able to finish. So I, in my mind, think, wow, we're not going to be able to finish. We won't be able to come back here again because we're going back to Kentucky. We should get a refund. So Jackson, you can, you can pick this story up here, but I think we deserve a refund. And we're now we're driving back to the lodge, I guess it's called. Yeah. So preface this as well, like in North Carolina, it randomly would rain kind of like day to day. Mm -hmm. So this was like normal dust. We're like, okay, like it just started pouring. Oh, that sucks. So we're driving back and I was like, ah, sucks like we'll probably have to get rain checks like golf I, I like have played a lot of golf and I've never once got my money back I've got a lot of rain checks um but I was like I mean we could try and like if they don't give us our money back I don't know it's not the worst thing in the world it wasn't like that expensive to play and we did get five holes in so I was trying to see like the bright side of it and so we go up to the desk I don't remember which one of us, but we were like, hey, like, we only got five holes in. And he's like, okay, like, we'll give you a rain check for 18. And then one of us was like, hey, like, we actually don't live here. And we're actually leaving, like, next week. So we're not going to ever be able to come back here. Is there any way we can get our money back? And then the guy was, like, pretty snarky. He was like, no, like, we just do rain checks here. Like he like pointed to a sign. He's like, says rain checks only. And then Steven was like, we only got five holes in. We're not going to ever come back. Like, please. And he's like, yeah. And they're pretty slow five holes too. And then Steven's like, we were like, Hey, this is like the first time we've golfed in a while. Like we really weren't playing that slow. Like we didn't even see anyone. And um, so then he said, I was right behind you. I was playing like there were six of you. I'm like, yeah. And we were like, there wasn't anyone behind like there obviously wasn't anyone behind us the whole time like I didn't know what he was talking about but um and then Stephen just I don't remember what you were saying but I just remember it just immediately turned into yelling like you guys were both yelling at each other I had to leave like I literally like left the place because I felt so awkward I couldn't I hate being around people who are yelling but but apparently Steven was like, or apparently the guy was like, I don't care. Like you're not getting your money back. I'll give you four rain checks. I don't care. Like, and so, and, and they kept arguing, kept arguing. And then Steven was like, okay, I'm not getting my money back. He's like, okay, I'll take four rain checks. And the guy was like, the guy was like, what? Like, and then you're like, yeah, I'll take four rain checks. And then I think they like talked to another manager and then they came back and slammed the four rain checks down all super pissed. And he came out and he's like, I got four rain checks. And then we were like, okay, cool. Like, what do we do with these? And so Steven tried to sell them in the parking lot to like people as they were driving away and no one wanted them. And so then like the next week I was on a bus and I was just telling the bus driver, like the story, like what had happened. He's like, 
oh, was it so-and-so golf course? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I play that all the time. Like, I love that place. And I was like, do you want rain checks there? Like, we have them. And he's like, sure. And he paid us more for the rain checks than we paid to play. So I think, I think we paid 25 to play golf. And he paid us 30 for each of the rain checks. So yeah. we ended up making money. Yeah, because we, we had a discount because of the time of day that we went to play. Yeah. And, and we still gave him a discount on what it would be a normal 18. And he just bought them all off us. And we ended up coming back to Northern Kentucky with a nice little bonus check in our pockets. And uh, was super excited about that. So we, we did well for ourselves. So – all right, Jackson. As we're, as we're wrapping up, what what is what is uh what are you up to? What are you up to these days? So, a little during that time, a little after that time, you got really into spike ball. Speak a little bit on on what you're doing with spike ball now, and then then we'll get out of here. Yeah, I mean, well, we played like one day randomly at camp in high school. Yeah, and we had bought sets, and so I brought it to college, and I had never even opened it. And one day we were just bored, so we got out spike ball and I played with some friends and we were like, had a lot of fun. We loved it. We're like, we're like pretty good. I feel like, so I like looked up how good people are. Um, and then I like saw that like people play in tournaments. I was like, okay, like how cool would it be to go to one of these? So one thing led to another and we like ended up playing the first ever college tournament. And I started a club here at Western it's been really fun. It's been really cool. Um, we've made a lot of friends through it. Got to like travel and compete with a bunch of like my friends. And then like recently over the past like year and a half, I was like, I feel like I could take this further. So I just, last year I kind of just grinded and I went to every tournament I could. And I ended up uh, like having a pretty good season and yeah, I mean, now I now I get to travel and play for free this year. Well, I guess not because of this coronavirus, but yeah. I had the opportunity to do that. Hopefully it'll still be there when all this is over. Yeah. But yeah. So what are you ranked in the world right now? Um, I think I'm ranked 51, 51 individually, and I think I'm 16 as a team, I'm pretty sure. What did you say? I thought it was 15. Fifth, yeah, 15. I think it's 15. Yeah, so 15th best team in the world, third, 51st uh, best player in the world. And it's funny because the, the first ever national championship that we played in, Jackson and I played together, and that was only, what, three years ago? Four years? 2017, right? Yeah, so three. Three years ago. Three years ago. And – we, we can blame it on me, but we lost every single game that we played. Yeah. We, we did not win a single game. <laughs> we weren't even in the best division. And we got smacked over and over and over again. And then now, three years later, number 15th team in the world. So that's pretty impressive. Um, and, yeah, hopefully the season gets, gets started again here soon so you guys can get back at it because it be big things coming for sure. Yeah, hopefully. All right. Well, Jackson, thank you for the hilarious uh, stories and sorry your body has been through so much uh, pain and turmoil, not only in your bones, but in your heart, in your lips, in your mind. 
um, and end your, uh, your golf uh, fears. So it's good to have you on the first episode of Face, Name, and Story. And we look forward to having another person on here soon. So Jackson, you're a beast. Good luck in the spike ball season this year. And we will see you later. Thank you. See ya.